are, and welcome to a high-kicking, crane-kicking, drum-punching episode of Friday Night Movie. We are a little disjointed this week because of schedules, so right now I'm joined by my sister Lily for an episode where we will, among first among many, where we are going to go deep into Cobra Kai. Lily, how are you? I am good. Okay. I'm excited to talk about this. Okay, so we are going to have gotten... We're going to talk three episodes in at this point. I have seen more, and I also have some incredible stories to tell from uh, from Awesome right. Con. Is it weird, though? I just had this thought like while I was watching it the other day. I'm so grateful for this show. It like, makes me so happy. But like, had those three actors gotten much more famous, we would never have this show. I don't... So am I a bit like... Is it wrong to be kind of excited at the level of, you know, kind of well, career? Since I got to hang out Scales? with Ralph Macchio at Awesome Con yes. for well, a few he, minutes. I mean, he's in a lot of theater and stuff. I feel like he's done, you know, and he did by Cousin Vinny. But, you know, if we were, to, if they were like stars, Star Wars on, famous. By the way, he's on Psych in some of the best episodes of oh, Psych. Okay. I know you love him on that. But, but if this was like a Star Wars level of famous, we would never get the show. And I kind of appreciate that it's like, you know, still kind of underground that they were able to do a sequel, like or a follow up. So, so uh, I, as opposed I, I to just like a stupid remake. I won't bury the lead, but we, uh, I did have the opportunity at Awesome Con to meet Ralph Macchio, Billy Zabka, and Martin Cove, who plays the Sensei John Kreese. And each one of them, by the way, were absolutely wonderful. Ralph Macchio and Billy Zabka signed a picture that had both of them in it. And, and dedicated it to Allie, and they called her Allie with an I at my request, which so Becky gets full credit, by the way, for having... What? Becky gets full credit, by the way, for having uh, helped me come up with the idea for that. But I also got a chance what to... Mean ch- the, what do you mean the idea? Just like, the I idea was texting with her when it? I was there, because Weird Al's booth was right next to theirs, and I was like, oh, should I go over? And Becky's like, you can't be sitting this close to the Karate Kid guys and not go over and oh. talk to them. For sure, but but you know, like I I'm sure they I guess there's a lot of people named Allie, so it's not the first time somebody said that to them. But it is kind of cool that you. I'm not saying that's the reason you well, married Allie. Also, but they, it's very convenient that it's awesome that she's Allie with an eye. And each time I went over to these guys, I I had I had none of them signed autographs directly for me at my request. I had of them sign autographs for other people, and then I took pictures with them as part of the package that I got. And Uh, Ralph Macchio and I were chatting about the... I was asking him about the show. I was saying how grateful... I was passing on the message that we all talked about, that we're so grateful that he and and the rest of the crew came back to do the show. And he was insistent. He said, you know, the material is great. The guys who created the show really know what they're doing with this material, and that's why he would do it. And, And my guess is the subtext in there is that... He's probably been approached many times to do more Karate Kid point. stuff, and probably Billy Zabka has too, and they probably have said no because it's been dumb. And right. it's not like these guys are poor, you know? So, so I I think that they really recognize how great the material is, and, 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 and it was consistent across all three of them. I think they all enjoyed how much more complex the characters get to be, especially Billy Zabka, especially Martin Cove. Both of them really... Both of those two really right. enjoyed that their villains right. Turning have so many the more... villains of the story on their head or like exposing the layers of the villains is it, fantastic. It, exactly. Understanding their motivation, recognizing that you as an audience member love. Oh, uh, hold on one second. I locked my whole family out of the house by accident. 
classic. Linafania. I don't know if mom has ever done that, but something she definitely would do. Now, Allie is now, very mad at me, and I deserve okay. it. Okay, but I kept. Put your head. Can you hear me? Put your headphones on. I accidentally locked them all but, out of the house. Yeah. Allie's very. Well, I kept mad. talking while you walked away, so you might oh, okay. want to go back. No, no, that's that. fine. That's fine. I'll go back <laughs> and listen to it. I'll listen to it later. So, anyways, so, so, I, so at one point, so well, I'm grateful, well, but at the same well, what time, what we were saying is that, like, in the. In the movie, we knew Daniel had flaws. Like, he's not, like, a perfect hero. But the bad guys are bad. Right. And what this show is doing is you keep Daniel... They don't idealize him. Like, he's obviously the best, but he's also flawed, and he's always been flawed. But now we get more layers to the bad guys, which is yeah. great. And it makes them... And, and I think these bad guys, they're they're beloved by the audience, right? Like, these are people that people have hung on to for 40 years and... Yeah. Or 30-something years. And... They they recognize that we love them, even if they're the villain. We love them, so getting to learn more about them is is such a treat. And season two, wow, right? So it's super fun. Spoilers if you haven't although, seen season one. Although, like, yeah, one spoiler. Let's just like say this. Right? We gotta get this out of the way. This is the elephant in the room for me. How is it like any way possible or believable that Johnny's character? doesn't know what the internet is well they've established that he's a meathead who doesn't know anything about that stuff okay but like my husband can like use an iphone to like search google stuff that involves surfing so i feel like he must have figured out what youtube is to at least look up karate movies or whatever well he <laughs> <Or porn>. he, <laughs> so, he, he discovers that in the I show mean, it that was just like a bit much Oh, I, don't know. I thought you I were going to say were... that John Kreese, who's returned in season two, spoiler, after having faked his death for not a first time, but a but second, second time. Because if you've seen Karate Kid 3, he I think he, he, he fakes his, his death. death in that one, too. And he's now returned as a complicated villain. We've had three. So we're going to talk quickly about the first three episodes here. I'll just do a quick repack of what happens. Things that have happened. Uh, Martin Cove, who plays John Kreese, says, but I like that. I like that. Uh, in you know his famous you know his famous little catchphrase, which is great. He's, he he re, you know resituates in the catchphrase. He orders corned beef hash, which is also great. These are not plot points. No, I know. <laughs> These but, are just uh, weird things that he liked. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's paying attention to the fact that he's ordering corned beef hash. I was except I, you. I was like, oh my god. You're goodness. like, great breakfast, Joyce. And, he probably ordered that because he's kosher for Passover. But well, we'll get to that too. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Mom, but, but yeah, exactly. It was so. But most importantly is that we see that Johnny is tough on his team. He's not the perfect parent, the perfect leader. He he sends him some weird messages, but he in fact, um, he in fact chastises them for playing dirty in the finals, and he wants them to win by beating their enemies at their strongest. And so that is a really, I think, great moment. I think another right. great moment is Keith from Kingdom. And I feel like he, they're wasting his talents. He is so fantastic as a character actor that just having him, like, order funnel cake at a fair is not good enough for me. Well, he, he I will, I mean, no super spoilers, but he joins the dojo eventually. I, 
I saw him join the dojo, so I'm just hoping that there's more Keith because that guy deserves so, like an Oscar. I so, love that guy. So far, he's comic relief, but I, I'd love to see him do. He's from a Kingdom, bit. and he's does a phenomenal job in Kingdom. So one of the great moments now going on to episode two, where they give us a little bit more about Daniel's side of things are going, is the further fleshing out of the role of his wife Amanda. And very interestingly, one of the really most interesting points that Ralph Macchio mentioned when I was chatting with him was how... Just like you, when you were just chatting. I mean, I had, while he was signing autographs, I, you know, we were talking about the show and, and I, he was asking me how far we were into the episode. I said, oh, we're savoring it. So I'm only two episodes in. And I said, but I really love the scene where you and, uh, where Daniel and his wife... That's so cute that he asked you how far are you into it. Sell the cars. Sell the cars. And, it's like me and Cosette working together. It's well, adorable. That, that's exactly I said. And I said, you know, I really think it's terrific that you guys gave her more depth. And he said to me, he said, yeah, that was something that I really wanted to see in the next season was that was to see how that character have a stronger role and have more depth because you, Daniel's love interests are, you know, and I'll, I'm going to extrapolate, but this is it's sort of the nature of what we talked about, which is Daniel's love interests are important to people. How long did you talk to him? There's a lot. That's why I'm extrapolating a little bit here. But okay. but he he said to that point because essentially what he said to me is that you've got to explain why Daniel is with this person. And I kind of said right. back to him, if he's not going to be with Allie with an eye, right? There's got to be. Why is he with this lady? Why and is she alludes, so special? He alludes to his many romances. Many romances when he talks to his daughter about that, and he has like his first Jersey girlfriend, and then he alludes to like. That's a story for another time. Why he doesn't end up with his first California girlfriend, and my um, my question is: Did you ask him? Could you not get Elizabeth Shue or what? What's the deal with that? What's maybe the, she'll what's come back. Maybe she'll come back. You didn't mention. Maybe that she's the one. Um, uh, uh, maybe she's the one uh, who brings them back together in the end. Oh, that'd be amazing. But I think they're not elaborating on her story, whatever happened to her, because they're leaving room for, like, figuring out if they can get her. That's well, well, In any event, Billy Zabka, Martin Cove, terrific. And what I'll also say is terrific in person. Uh, Billy Zabka was very funny and very nice, and he he took a picture, and then he was very kind. He chatted with Allie the next day because I brought her back, and she, and she went over and she says, look, I'm Allie with an eye, and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. But the real amazing moment was Martin Cove, who plays John Kreese, the guy who brought us no mercy the guy who brought us sweep the leg what do you think or what were your expectations before you heard my story when we talked before the show I, I didn't know you met him so i you know i was shocked when you did and you know my immediate thing is like oh my god i'd want to like meet him say nothing and like shake his hand and just be terrified and walk away like oh my god i met you know sensei so and so- so he one, seems like a very scary dude. So one thing, first of all, they all look amazing. Like when we were when we were up when we were, met them in person, they look as good as they do on the show. It's not like they, like they've clearly taken care of themselves, all of them. But Martin Cove. Yeah, so one thing, I, old, one thing, guys. one thing I try not to do when I meet someone famous is like say their catchphrase um, at him. So I didn't go up to him and go like "No mercy" or anything. I mean, like yeah, that. I wonder how many people have gone up to. Johnny and then just like get him a body bag even though that's not his line but it's said at him kind of yeah well it's just such a famous line from the movie you know exactly we didn't say like and the thousands of people have gone to Ralph Macchio and been like wax on exactly and and he's very nice he signs it on the paper but like I didn't say that to him or ask him to do it right so please I went up I went up to the sensei and I expressed my gratitude and he said and I said could you please sign this 
this uh, picture for my uh, for my brother-in-law Jose. He's a he's a sensei, so he wrote this beautiful note to Jose that said, "From one Hollywood sensei to a real sensei." And, no, and he wrote his name and everything. And I was then, just so excited. And then we were chatting, and he asked me my name, and I and I, I said shy, and he said, "Oh, what kind of name is that?" I said Hebrew. He goes, "I said yeah." God, I said, so nice. "I said I'm Jewish," and he says, "I'm Jewish too." I think he knew I was Jewish by when I said I was shy, and we or got because of your face. Yes, yeah, fair enough. So and, like, and and he's this, like a Jewish dude. He's just this really nice dude from Brooklyn, this like dad from Brooklyn, and he reminds. I'm I, sorry, you would never guess it. Like that's not at all the way you describe. Like how just him just being like, well, what's your name and what origin? You know, what's your background? You just would never get that. You should expect him to yell at you. Yeah, no, he was so just sweet. He was a cigar like, at you or something. And not only that, he starts. We start talking about Passover because it was during Passover that. Awesome Con was going on. He was telling me that he was on set uh, filming a film, a, a new film that's coming out called VFW, which sounds really kind of fun. He said it's like an Expendables, that Expendables, but it takes place in a bar. And it's got a bunch of other cool actors like William Sadler and Stephen Lang. And he, I looked it up on IMDb, and he mentions to me how he was really wanted to get matzah, but where he was filming this film, he could not get matzah. It was too far from where he was able to get it. Then he finally got it, but he couldn't get butter, so he wasn't able to really get the matzah and butter combination that he wanted. So I was telling Allie this story that night, and when we went back, I said, she said, oh, I gotta bring him matzah and butter. So Allie brought, she met me down there with matzah and a (laughs) stick of frozen butter, and we delivered it to him, and he was so sweet. It was like the nicest grandpa ever. He played with the kids he took pictures with them he gave them autographs uh he but aren't there like a line of people waiting behind you yeah there's but the lady behind us was jewish and she thought it was so cute she was like my bubby would love that you did this and so but also everybody's like wait he's jewish that's crazy yeah and then he took a picture with us with the matzah and he was just super kind and the kids said that he reminded them of our dad they, my kids said, I said, who does he remind you? They said, he reminds us of Papa, which is great because dad's from Brooklyn. So Martin Cove, truly one of the most wonderful mentions of all time. Nothing like the real sensei, Never, like, John Cruz. Imagine somebody telling you this when you were watching this movie as a kid. First of all, it would have ruined the movie. So I'm glad you, we didn't find this out until we're older. That he's actually super nice. Because as kids, you, I was terrified of him. He's extremely kind. And I would also add that there is a gentleman who is, who is handling his and Billy Zapka's appearances, this guy named Rick Hendricks, who was there, who was also really nice. It was really nice to just be around all these people who were... Great that the vibe is super menchy. Truly got yeah. that they were there, like, that the fans were grateful that they were there, and they were grateful that the fans were there, too. It was an extremely wonderful you, vibe. And when I explained to Jose that you had to pay for, like, to, to meet them... He was like, what do you mean? Like, he, he seems so disappointed. And I and I tried to explain to him, I was like, no. I mean, these guys, like, it's not fair to, like, have them have to stand around all day. Like, I'm like, you know what it's like to be at these, like, kind of fair environments or whatever, these, you know, cons, like, but, you know, we do for martial arts all day long, um, except people are, like, hounding you and wanting to take selfies with you. And, yeah, it's great that, like, fans are basically, you know, you know, loving on them all day. But I was like, it's a job. I was like, it's not, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's perfectly fair that they, it's not like they want to charge for the picture, but they're charging for their time. And, you know, they, I was like, I don't find it. Take, I think he was like, I don't, I, first of all, I don't think he understand. He didn't know how it worked. And second, he was like, maybe a bit disappointed. Like it took away the magic of it. 
And I was like, yeah, but they still need to make a living. Like, they're people. They, they need to make a living. And A, at the autograph tables in particular, which can be a little bit chaotic, they are extremely generous. The the uh, They're extremely generous with their time. Like, they like look at all the information. I mean, I wasn't, like, interviewing them as much as just chatting with them. And but look, well, no, we That's were just right. having a real conversation, right. and it was really nice. And and they, they all, weren't like it wasn't like a shot, like a book signing, and then like get out next, yeah, next, it, you it, know exactly. And you know you want to pay for that. You don't want to you don't want to take up too much time because there's other people coming. Um, but they were they were just wonderful, and I think the paying for the experience. Look, you can always quibble about how much it costs, but. In the end of the day, these guys are being paid for their time to show up there. There's a massive Comic Con that is tons of people are selling things and making money at. But what you know, what do they have to do? And also, I have to also say that like, if everybody who was going up and meeting these guys was virtuous, then I would say okay. But there's also a lot of people right. that go to this thing to basically and rude and like, or yeah. or just go and go to get a bunch of things signed that they turn around and sell on eBay like five minutes later. And so I, I that's think, a good point. I, I didn't think about that. Either. I think you really have to be fair. And I think when they know you're a real fan, and I think when you ask for something to be personalized as opposed to just hey, can you sign this? Then they know right. you're a real fan because you want it for you, like or I want it for my brother-in-law, or I want it for my wife. And then they kind of let their guard. I bet down. you not that many people come up to him though. And be like so my brother-in-law's a sensei <laughs> but that well, doesn't happen every day <laughs> yeah so so anyways it was terrific i fully support spending money to meet these folks i think that that is part of the fun of of doing this and it's part of supporting them in their careers i mean maybe they don't need the money maybe they need the money it's not really for me to judge but it's part of the deal when you do these things and it's um i i think the only thing that i think drove people nuts is there are people who pay for vip packages at these comic cons who get to cut to the front of the line and will show up at the last minute and walk like right in front of you and they paid, and that, they, they paid, yeah. and that's totally fair because, you know, I, um, but the, you could see that the, if there was ever any grumbling, it was from the people who were waiting online, and then the VIPs would show up. The other people would get like worried because would you, the real, the real thing everybody wants is they want some time with these folks, and they don't want to wait online and then have that person have to leave. And so right. that, that's sort of the big anxiety of the whole thing. Um, but when they have time to chat, they, they, they totally hang around and chat. Okay, let's get back to the show. I want to quickly uh, end our bit on episode three, Fire and Ice, where Daniel is Which, going- like, there's so much insanity about that episode because, like, we, we've done, um, fair, like, we've done martial arts exhibitions at these kinds of events, like, you know, and so you, you just me and Jose sitting on the couch watching, like, like, one of my greatest joys in this world is watching the show with him, like, honestly. Um, the scene when they're also uh, training on the um, the balance board, the in the water, the Miyagi Do on uh, Daniel's kid and Robbie, um, and stuff like that, and just watching with Jose is so funny. With that scene of the exhibition when the Cobra Kai's outshine Miyagi Do was amazing. <laughs> was also, so how if you were at a we were trying to figure this out, Allie and I, if you were at an exhibition and another team came and did that, what would you like do if your thing got cut off? Would you like ask for your money back? Would you Well, I mean like it's in, it's just insane because they had it like 
so organized at Cobra Guys that like the organizers of the event clearly knew they were doing that. Like you just have the sense they like, threatening the sound guy, um, <laughs> you know, in like that weird like you know keep the smoke going. More, more, more fireworks. Yeah, more fireworks. Exactly. So right, more sparks. He said or something like that. So I mean, it's insanely stupid. But you would for sure then like have the spotlight go back on them, and then Daniel could break the ice. Like I don't see why they but couldn't then like dance it out. His ice was already melting. His ice was already melting. His ice was already melting. Okay. Like have them do like a dance off. So let's leave with a cliffhanger here. Everyone, go take that free trial from YouTube Premium or YouTube Watch Red. Watch this show. There is no excuse. Get the free trial. I get it every time I open YouTube. It's it's begging me to get the free trial, but because I use your account, I'm saving it. Either way, so, people should go subscribe. Keep this show yeah. going. It is the best gift fans could have ever gotten. Lily, where can people follow you? Chichik Gomez at twitter.com. Oh no, that's not a thing. Sorry, on Twitter. And you can <laughs> and you can follow me at Pancake for Table and the podcast at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. Bye bye. Bye. All right, love you. I'm going to do, I'll do the second part of it with Becky tomorrow. So she Yeah, I feel like there was so much I wanted to say and I didn't get to We're going to do lots of Cobra Kai. We're going to do multiple Cobra Kai episodes. All right? Sure. All right, love you. Got to go. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Here we are in our second half of our Cobra Kai special mini episode, this one with Becky. As always, we are committed to giving you all three opinions whenever we can. We've had some sicknesses, some schedules, but Becky from her sickbed is doing this episode. Becky, how are you feeling? I mean, I'm not throwing up anymore, so that's an improvement. Uh, that is <laughs> that's good. How how are you feeling right now? We are in the midst of maybe one of the greatest pop culture weeks. I I'm not one to like say something like this, especially since I was greatest pop culture weeks ever. We've had Game of Thrones, Cobra Kai continues to be amazing, and Avengers all in one week. Like, and you're not even watching Brina season two yet. I, I, don't, I don't have the emotional space for Brina season two. <laughs> I don't have the emotional space. I literally was like yesterday. I was like watching an app of Brina while waiting for everyone to sit down for Game of Thrones, realizing I'm not going to have time, you know, to also watch last night Veep. I'm like, this is just like a TV extravaganza explosion happening right now of all the great shows. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, I mean, and we have a number of great shows ending, but, but we have shows that hopefully are really at the beginning of their heyday. And Cobra Kai is one of them. We're talking about the first two episodes. Lily and I talked a little bit about the third one. What is your take on where we are in season two? I mean, I I think that it still feels like a setup for the season, but it feels like a really great setup. Um, I love the complexity of John of Johnny's dojo, of his complexity that they're setting up and of, of his students, where it's like, you know, I think understanding the bullies and giving them more depth is something that the Karate Kid movies obviously never did, and then this is what the show's about. And that's yeah. just like super cool. It's kind of like understanding that like where these kids come from and how they're kind of being molded into who they are and how Johnny is really doing what he thinks is best for them, but he's still so susceptible to manipulation. And uh, no, I, I feel like and, it's a very strong start to season two. And I think there's a lot, there's something I really love about, about the way 
it unfolds is that there are these incredible moments of choice. And if you think about the Karate Kid movies, there's moments of choice there as well. The idea to give mercy or no mercy, Mr. Miyagi to squeeze the guy's nose or, or crush John Kreese's head when, when he has him by the car at the beginning of Karate Kid Part 2. Daniel deciding to... uh, In Karate Kid Part 3, Daniel actually is trained by the Cobra Kais in Karate Kid Part 3, and he makes that choice. Which, by the way, seeing... Seeing Martin Cove come back as John Kreese makes me really hope that they will bring back the guy. I don't know who the actor was, but Terry Silver, who is the bad guy in Karate Kid 3, who's like the even crazier Cobra Kai guy. I really hope they bring him back at some point. But uh, so far that hasn't happened. And uh, what do you think about... Let's let's talk a little bit. So you talked about the bullies. Amongst the ecosystem of the bullies, do you see groups or tribes starting to tease out like are there different are there different well they're just sort of like the core the core three right now which is miguel hawk and what's the girl's name aisha and aisha that's sort of like the core cobra guys well there's like there's henchmen kind of all around yeah, but those three are, like, the core three right now. I could see, like, maybe Hawk forming a group of more, like, evil Cobra Kais. And... Did you catch... I don't know if it's in the first couple episodes where they tell you Hawk, Hawk's real name. His real name is, like, Eli Moskowitz. No, that's in, like, season one. Oh, season one, too. Yeah, Eli yeah, Moskowitz, uh-huh. which makes him yeah. sound like Five Moskowitz. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. really, wow, he's he's an angry dude. Yeah. No, no, I think that's all. That's super interesting. Um, what did you think of Johnny busting them all back to White Belt as a punishment for I mean, I think dirty? that was, what I'm saying is that I think, like, all that was so, was so smart and so well done to show, to show how Johnny wants to, like, reform the Cobra, like... How he sees how Cobra Kai can actually be the best, and he sees the 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 good side of it and the virtue in it. But it's not it's not just about being like being bullies, but it's about us having a certain type of like um, toughness about them. Yeah. And I think his move to bust back to White Bell was on the right track. But then obviously, as soon as the evil sensei comes back, you're sort of like, well, I don't know how long that's gonna last. That's a that's a really him good trying point. to like reform them. One point Allie made as we were watching the show, she goes, "You know, this show's kind of a takedown of the whole that stereotype of the millennials, right? And that in that Johnny is trying to make these kids stronger and less weak, and Daniel's trying to make them less." Uh, more patient and and I mean mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's no different than what Daniel was learning and really the whole notion of millennials is really just one generation calling another generation yeah. giving them like a name, but the the kids really have questionable ju- not questionable judgment the kids really have a lot of lessons to learn that they're learning from these very different but uh, flawed but also very mm-hmm. good adults mm-hmm. and okay what do you think about Daniel's wife. This is something that I actually had the chance to chat about with Ralph Macchio when I met him at AwesomeCon. Oh, did you now? Yeah. Well, I bet you have some thoughts. Uh, and, and, um, and he was saying that... It, well, I'll just tell you what we said. I told Lily this too. He was saying that he was really glad that the that the wife's character has more in this season and that they did like the car... I, I was remarking to him, I love the car sales scene. 
So what do you is think? That, was that the end of your sentence? You seem like you're like the middle of a thought. No, um, no, no, no. I like the no, Parcel no. scene to show us that she's she's exciting too. She's talented. She's smart. There's there's a reason why Daniel's with her as opposed to just some lady that isn't Allie with an eye. Sure, sure. I love I love that they're giving her a little bit more. Um, like a, a little bit more, you know, dimension. So we know who she is or a little bit more care, like care, developing her character a bit more. So you know who she is. I just don't know how important she is to the actual karate story of this TV show. I mean, yeah, I guess she's, she's not know? really part of the karate story. She's part of the Daniel, like the family, story, story. you know, great. I'm so happy that his wife is someone that is, you know, uh, someone who deserves, who deserves him or whatever, or is like a good match for him or like keeps him in line or something or whatever it is. But, um, I don't know how important she is to like the karate store. I mean, I, my favorite was really in like season one when Johnny comes over to the house and she like makes them breakfast, you know, and you sort of see her as like the, like the only reasonable person in the room. (laughs) And that's where I sort of see her is like, Daniel's going to get like, I imagine he's just going to get like really really involved with like the whole dojo and the scene and the karate he's got to save this kids and the kids and this and that and she's gonna be like okay take it down a notch like you got to run this you know business yeah. yeah um i absolutely love like one of my favorite one of my one of my favorite things about i think it was episode two it must have been episode two when when robbie and what's the daughter's name uh samantha Robbie and Samantha are like learning the balancing thing on the wheel. Yeah. And I thought what was really cool is that, you know, Daniel's story is so much about learning all these tricks, the wax on wax off, but it was all these like individual tasks. And where I feel like they're making it different is by, is by having him train the two students together and by like upping the game that way. And I think that's just a really interesting dynamic. I love the kids. I think for me, as wonderful it is to see like Daniel and Johnny and all like the old characters and how they play out and how they've evolved. I think so much of the show is anchored by these kids. They're great actors are such good characters. And I think like, you know, episodes one and two are just setting up for the fact that like, there's going to be even better stories to tell about, about this next generation. The kid, the kids are, the kids are a huge part of, of what, of giving this a reason beyond Two old farts fighting out their old beefs. Yeah. They they kind of give them the opportunity to correct right. their mistakes on this. Right. Now, one of our fan favorite actors, character actors, appears at the end of episode one. Keith, I have to say the actor's name. I don't know if you know the actor's name. Keith from Kingdom, who is who? amazing. Oh yeah. He he's in like the I Home Depot. Keith from Kingdom. Yeah, I I he I think that he's, so I, he's great and I I think like he's been a little too jokey this season like considering how good of an actor he is. Oh, does he appear in more episodes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He pops up a bunch of times. Not in a major role, but he pops up a bunch of times. And I what I like what I think what as as I see the character unfold, I realize there's the side of him that was Keith that was a simple but somewhat Paul Walter Hauser, amazing actor, never going to forget it going forward. Paul Walter Hauser, he 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 can play sweet and innocent and sort of naively loving, but at the same time kind of dangerous, like a yeah, little like, bit crazy, like the yeah. role he played in I Tanya. And well, that was super crazy. And I feel like I feel like that could be a little bit of where this character is going. <laughs> like mm. A little bit is I that he's not useless. Um. 
and uh and so yeah so that's uh so that's so that's that's kind of a cool thing for us all right what are your predictions for uh zabka and martin cove for bill for johnny lawrence and his sensei does Johnny go to the dark side? Do they end up in their own conflict? Is there? I a... think he's going to be pulled to the dark side, you know, like, but unknowingly, like little by, like, he's going to think he's doing right by the kids, but then unknowingly doing these things that are actually leading the kids down the dark path more and more and more so until he reaches his breaking point. And I really just want to see him team up with Daniel against the evil sensei. Yeah, but... You want to see two forty-year-olds beat up like a sixty-five-year-old man? No, no, no. I man. mean, like, I mean, like, not them. I mean, like, their their gyms. I think like a really cool. I think a cool, um, like a cool uh, path this could go down is if rather than it being Cobra Kai versus Miyagi, if Daniel and Johnny found a way to bring Cobra Kai and Miyagi together in some sort of like, you know. I don't know. So better harmony. So I, I would say, or, or do they always have to be rivaling each other? The two schools of thought. Th- that's what. Well, that's what I'm starting to think because I overheard when I was waiting online to meet Ralph Macchio. I was listening to the people chatting in Billy Zabka's uh, line, and someone asked him if, if you know, he could ever see Johnny, you know, putting on the Miyagi Do thing. Now, none of us had seen the rest of the season yet at that point. I'd only seen two episodes. I don't think this guy had seen the episodes. And he said, nah, never going to happen. Not badass enough. And and to me, I don't know, he he may not know the future or not, (laughs) but that's him like channeling Johnny Lawrence. And, And I think to a certain degree, you're on, you're maybe on, I think you're on track there, which is that his version of Cobra Kai is a balance to Miyagi-Do, but they're not necessarily uh, inherently in conflict with each other. They just might be different ways of doing something. Right. Oh, very interesting. All right, if you could bring back one character from the original series. I said I want to see Terry Silver, the... The villain, the like almost cartoonish villain from the maligned third karate kid, which I'm mildly obsessed with. Who would you like to see come back that is not Allie with an eye? And of course not Mr. Miyagi. What happened? What happened to the kid that says, get him a body bag? Whatever happened to him? What did he grow up to be? Well, he's still in the valley. Uh, you know, I guess we'll, we'll just have to pray and hope. I mean, truthfully, Shy, there aren't that many characters. In movie. <laughs> There's like four of them. Daniel's mom. I mean, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. There aren't that many characters. <sighs> All right, Becky Beck, thank you for doing this from your sickbed. Mm-hmm. This has been a Cobra Kai special episode. We will, after we watch a few more episodes, we'll do another Cobra Kai special. And we're, we're just going to try to do a lot of Friday Night Movie in the next little while because there is too much good stuff happening right now. There's for too us much not. good stuff. I can, we can't even, I, we can't even like process what's happening on yeah. Game of Thrones. I have to do a whole rewatch. Exactly. Too much. Yeah, and 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 we're leading up to All Star Comic Con too, so it's more more than yeah. more than a great opportunity to talk about great content. All right, Becky Beck, where can people follow you? At Paper BK Princess. Becky's yawning. She's nodding off. I'm that wasn't a funny voice. That wasn't like a funny voice she was doing. She wasn't. She no, wasn't I'm ch- sorry. I'm very. I, I I truly like have been in bed with like a bucket to the side of the bed for two days (laughs) i am yeah well i'm i'm resting i'm recovering well feel better i love you 
people can people can follow me at pancake for table on instagram and twitter you can follow friday night movie at fry night movie on twitter and instagram and that's that's what we got for you today have a wonderful day as the music from what does it takes us out becky nods off bye i nod off to the music bye Love you.